Hello and welcome to Beyond the Trail podcast. I'm your host, Dreama Walton, and today I have with me a special guest, Diara. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people call him D, so way easier. I, way easier. But hey, I have a unique name, so I get it too. Um, Diara, tell us about yourself. You live here in Colorado Springs. You and I know each other because, yeah, you're kind of new to the running community. Yeah, about a year and a half into trail running now. Awesome. Um, been in Colorado Springs for going on six years now. I moved here oh. from the St. Louis area. Cool, cool. From the middle of the cornfields. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find trail running? Morning. Morning. Um, my boss was actually a really big trail runner. He's done Pikes Peak Marathon. Okay. About eight or nine times now. Awesome. I've um, done the Ascent a bunch and um, a bunch of other trail races and triathlons and got me into it. Cool. Where do you work? Uh, I am a chef over at the Keg Lounge. Cool, cool. In Manitou. Yep. Awesome. That place is pretty good. It's amazing. I like their steak. Yes. <laughs> Best steaks in town. Right? <laughs> uh, cool. So your boss sort of introduced you to the world of trail running, huh? Yep, that and endurance sports. Uh, okay. First, I did my first triathlon, which was an Xterra, so it was all trail and off-road. Mm -hmm. And I just fell in love with it. Awesome. And then so where was that? Uh, Vale. Okay, cool. Yeah, the Beaver Creek Triathlon. Awesome. And have you always been a runner? No, I was a, well, kind of. I was a sprinter in college. Mm. But um, what distance? I was a 400 hurdler and a 110 meter hurdler. Oh wow! And, <laughs> and every now and then to open two. So yeah, hey, all I the fast like, stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of um, relates well with trail running when you have to like jump over a log. Oh or... <laughs> yeah, that, and it definitely helps with the turnover too. Right, cool. And you, so you said you're from Illinois? Yep, Southern Illinois, about okay. 10, 15 minutes from downtown St. Louis. Okay. So we don't have anything like this back there. Okay. <laughs> what made you want to move out here to Colorado? Um, St. Louis, a lot of people don't know, it's a very, very dangerous city. Okay. And um, racial tensions there is still very, very high. So me being a young black male at the time, yeah, was not a good place for me to be. Yeah. And I've always loved Colorado ever since I was visiting. So I was like, you know what? I might as well just move out there and just packed up. That's and so cool. <laughs> I love that. And just gathered all my stuff. Good for you. That I could in my car and just rolled out here. What did uh, your family think about that? They were scared at first. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, okay, let's see how long More this is. More scared than you being in St. Louis? Yeah. I mean... Well, I was on my own. I have no family sure, out here. Sure. About 13 hours away from home. Yeah. So it's hard for them to get to me in case of emergency. Right. But now, now what do they think about you being out here? Oh, they love it now. Yeah. They come about three or four times a year. Good. Are they ever going to move out here? Oh, no. They wish, <laughs> but the altitude is a little too uh -huh. much for them. I mean, I know you said, you know, St. Louis is was a dangerous place or is a dangerous place to live but um yeah can you tell me a little bit more about that and like your motivations to moving out here um yeah so just being back at home i really wasn't doing much okay um i was like 23. Mm -hmm. i like to go out all the time drink party yeah hang out just get in trouble yeah 
and well, finally realized that there's just nothing there for me. <laughs> and that Colorado had a better opportunity. Pay was way more. Okay. Um, living wage was about the same. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. So I was like, why be miserable in St. Louis? Like, <laughs> 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 I'll make more and pay the same and go live in Colorado. Right? And be surrounded by mountains. Uh, speaking <laughs> of, we are in the Red Rocks open space. And um, these are just some of our local trails here in Colorado Springs. Easy to get to. Uh, and you'll see in a little bit. Really, actually, quite beautiful. But there's the mountains <laughs> that he's referring to. Yeah, this would be cornfields back at home. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, when I moved out here, I was more of a hiker than anything. Mm -hmm. But I was still playing basketball. Um, I was playing a little bit of semi-pro sand volleyball around the state. Oh, cool. So that was fun for a bit. And, uh, then Are you I, still playing basketball? No. I had ruptured my Achilles a couple years ago playing basketball. So that Dang. put a stop to that one. Yep, full rupture. Oh my God. Rolled all the way up into my calf. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was miserable. Oh, <laughs> what was that like? I mean. Um, it was very, very mentally tough. Uh-huh. There were some tears shed because oh, sure. I was like, okay, I will never be able to compete in anything ever again. Yeah. Um, but you found running. Yeah. That's yeah, surprisingly. So cool. <laughs> and how, like, how does running feel with your injury? And uh, it actually feels great. It strengthened okay. up my leg a lot. Um, Good. Kind of helped me get over my fear of re-rupturing my Achilles and mm -hmm. just kind of more of a serene getaway. Cool. How do you like the trails? <laughs> oh, is I it... absolutely love them. Yeah. I What's really... your favorite thing about like trail running? Uh, mainly the challenge. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. That's for sure. No. And not, not everybody can do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but also the beauty and the places it takes you. Yeah. And yeah. you can't see all this stuff on the road. Right. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things too, is just being out in nature and uh, yeah, kind of feeling like you're lost out in the middle of nowhere, even if you know where you're going. It just feels so good to be yeah, out in nature. Yeah, luckily here is just fine Pikes Peak and you know where you're right. going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so who do you run with? Um, we have a little crew in Manitou that we get together with. Cool. Usually about two or three times a week. Awesome. Yeah, I um, see your, your photos on, on the gram. <laughs> He's very active on the gram, so, you know, uh, give him a follow. I'll put his uh, Instagram handle at the end of the show notes. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, of course. But uh, pretty much run with anybody who's willing to come out here with me. <laughs> awesome. Because not too many crazy people will do this. Yeah. <laughs> so what inspires you? Um, is it athletic performance? Is it just kind of trying to test your own limits or? Um, kind of testing my limits and see mm -hmm. how far I can really push myself. Mm-hmm. What is the longest distance you've ran? Uh, so I attempted 100K and got a little injured during the middle of that race, but... What 100K was that? It was the Great Divide 100K. Okay. And it had some IT band issues and... Was that like a really rainy... It was rainy, raining like the whole snowy, time. yeah, cloudy. It was miserable. Okay. 
think somebody caught hypodermia. Oh, it was wow. really bad. But, How uh, far did you make it? I got to 45 oh, not... before I had to bail out. Yeah. You weren't far. <laughs> no, but I knew I would have but... been out way longer if I kept going. Yeah, yeah. What so. was the issue that kept you from finishing? Oh, my IT band okay. tightened up and I is could the... not walk or run or anything on it anymore. Is that the IT band that is on the same leg that you hurt your Achilles? Yep, or? yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my right leg is a piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's usually how it happens. You know, if you have such a bad or big injury like that, there, you may have issues, you know, throughout oh, yeah. your running career that kind of come back on that leg. Yeah, until this leg is fully straightened <laughs> up. <laughs> so here we are again, like I said, in Red Rocks. There's a little pond down there. Um... So I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that this whole area used to be a landfill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that right? I know right a little bit road? further up ahead, uh -huh. it used to be a landfill. Right. And that garbage road. Yeah. You can smell uh -huh. it still. What? Oh yeah. There's sometimes when really? the smell is strong. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. I've never smelled it. But um, yeah, so far I've completed about four or five, 50 milers though. Okay, cool. So I know the distance is there. Yeah, yeah. Just gotta get over that injury that happened. Right. 50 miles is no joke. Oh no, you're gonna start fighting some demons <laughs> at one point or another. <laughs> yeah. It's a good distance though. I do like it because it is runnable the entire, depending yeah. on the course, of course. <laughs> yeah, unless you're doing your ray, then that's a, right. that's a whole different ball no, game. No, I, I did your, your ray. Oh my goodness. And, uh, that is definitely a lot of hiking. Ooh. So this is frozen over right now. I looked into it and Red Rocks Open Space did have landfill operations from 1970 to 86. And at its largest, it occupied about 18 acres. Then in 2003, the city of Colorado Springs opened it up to the public. All of this was very surprising to me because if you're back there on the trails, you would have no idea this was all once a landfill. The unique thing about this podcast is that I'm taking you on the trail with us. Um, sometimes we'll be running, sometimes we'll be walking. It's a lot easier to talk and walk. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially with some of these climbs here. Yeah. Yeah, they're very sneaky. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'll look at Strava and I'm like, oh, 200 feet? Where did that come from? In less yeah. than a mile? Wow. Right. Yeah. Cool. So um, what do you have planned for 2024? So in about 16 days from now, okay. I will be running the Stories 30-hour endurance run. Where's that? So I'll be Is at that... a Shine Mountain State Park. Okay, cool. And it also falls on my 30th birthday. So. Awesome. <laughs> Very like, cool. Like what other crazy way to bring in your 30s I other love than that. a 30 hour run? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Very cool. <laughs> so yeah, that's, uh, that's on the agenda right now. Um, I'm on the wait list for Gorge Waterfalls in Oregon. Okay, you might be out there with me. I'm hoping. <laughs> it looks so beautiful. Right? That's Tough, why I chose but it. gorgeous. Uh, I'm, yeah, 
I chose it because of the waterfalls and how oh, yeah. beautiful. Yeah, better get yeah. used to the mud now. Right, yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell me again what, um, what kind of inspires you to want to like enter in races and um, try and... Probably say more the mental and physical challenge for myself. And then also seeing that there's not that many people of color out there. Right. It really gives me another boost to keep going. Yes. And make sure I finish. Awesome. Even if I don't podium or yeah. get top 10, 20, whatever. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people of color looking at me to finish these races. For sure. And as you your audience grows and you become more well-known in the sport, that'll be even more so. Oh, yeah. People will be looking up to you for inspiration and motivation. I have some of my um, friend's kids that want to come out and run yes. and Great. got them inspired to get out as well. And I love that. Oh, it's been a fun year. I feel like I f uh, feel more welcome mm -hmm. than I would on the road community. Okay. Just because sometimes whenever I did go to road races, mm -hmm. there'd be those times I would be the only black guy there and you could just feel all eyes were on you. <laughs> and people were kind of afraid to come up and sure. talk. Mm, I'm sorry. There'd be that one person, but. Yeah. Some people would be like, oh, okay, what's going on here? Huh. <laughs> but um, as soon as I hit the trails, it's like everybody immediately flocked. It's like, hey, who are you? Hey, how's it going? Awesome. Um, welcome, to the, welcome to this town. Welcome to the community. Yeah. Hope you're having fun. That's so cool. And just immediately becoming good friends. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is completely different. Not what I thought it was going to happen. Yeah. I think um, one thing I love about our sport is that we're, we're pretty chill people for the oh, most yeah. part, you know, like, I mean, of course there's times when, you know, um, you're competing that, you know, you put your game face on and it's down to business, but I think we have a very, just a very welcoming community and and very supportive. Yeah. I think one of the reasons, and if you have your own thoughts on this, let me know. But I think one reason is um, we know how much work and how difficult it is to train and to prepare for a big race. And then when you're in the race, you know, that comes with its own challenges of being really difficult. And like, we all have to dig deep. And so I feel like there's this baseline that we're, we're, we're all starting from. Yeah. And so there's like a mutual respect. Definitely. Yeah, and every race is different. It's going to have its own difficulties. And mm -hmm. everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. And somebody's going to struggle on a climb, but might be great on the flats and downs. Mm -hmm. And you might have that person that's good on the flat, good on the climbs. And terrible on the downs yeah for sure so it's, it's hard in every aspect yeah i just think like because we know how hard it is and how much work goes into it um i don't know we can empathize with each other and support each other oh definitely it's almost like a second job <laughs> if <laughs> yeah. you don't already have a second sure. job <laughs> or third or fourth <laughs> <laughs> so here we are there's um i don't know 
if this was like an old quarry or something. So I was just reading on the board down oh, there. Oh yeah. Um, I guess so they we... were drilling this back in the 1880s, 1890s, okay. and we we're just selling it out to shops for a lot of money at the time. Like the the rock. Yeah. Interesting. Because it was so rare. Yeah, so we could go up the stairs or we could go this way. They go to the same spot. Interesting. So the red rock they were selling. Yeah. Huh. And they were making it into like vases and artifacts and okay. stuff like that. Yeah, you could definitely tell they were chopping away. Way back in 1888, Quarry operations began in the Red Rock Canyon. The rock they extracted is called Lion Sandstone, and it was used to construct buildings all around the Pikes Peak region and in Denver. Because this particular sandstone was more expensive than other sandstones, it was often used just for architectural accents. So what are, um what are some of your long-term goals? I know this year you have a few races that you're training for, um, but yeah. what about long-term? You're 29, almost 30. <laughs> <laughs> Getting there. Yeah. <laughs> um, long-term, we'll just uh, probably keep competing and being able to do this as long as I can mm -hmm. and try to stay injury as injuries-free as I can. Mm -hmm and just keep having fun and get more and more people involved with it. Is that one of your goals, is to bring more people into the sport? Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of people are so, not too afraid, but they're scared to get on the trail sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame them. It's nothing easy. No. <laughs> <laughs> but... But when you have somebody else there with you and you're having fun... And for sure. You're sharing stories and snacks, and it just makes it so much more fun. Yeah. So you said you like to hike as well. Um, have you done any of the Colorado 14ers or 13ers? Yes. I have knocked out, I want to say eight or nine of the 14ers oh, so cool. far. Yeah, awesome. Which is your favorite? Definitely Quandary. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can always see some cool mountain goats up there. Cool. Good views. Yeah. It's not too difficult uh -huh. and not too long of a hike. Yeah, no, it isn't. I've only skinned up it and then boarded down Whoa. with my split board. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or the Decalibron loop. Mm, Decalibron's cool, yeah. My daughter did Decalibron. Oh, wow. Well, she did, let's see. She did Calibron. <laughs> we didn't do Democrat. But, um, and she'll only say that she did Braun because she walked it with her own, you know, yeah. by herself. And I carried her up. Lincoln. <laughs> what a so. resistance workout. Right? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I got lots of cheers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's cool. I love mountaineering Ooh. as well. Um, I think a lot of times reaching the summit, I get that same feeling reaching a finish line, maybe not of like a big, big race, 
<laughs> but, but you get that sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing easy about climbing a mountain. No. Does anyone else in your family, do they um, like to do athletic endeavors? Um, a little uh -huh. stuff, but nothing like what I've been doing for the past couple years. Okay. Yeah, they all think I'm absolutely insane. Uh-oh, that's uh -oh. muddy. <laughs> Woo! Some mud. Do they? Oh, yeah. So when they come out here to visit, you're not taking them up a 14er? Oh, goodness, no. No, no, no. <laughs> Smooth walks through the Garden of the Gods. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So what has been, like, one of the biggest challenges of getting into... Woo! Oh. Oh, I see. And getting into uh, <laughs> ultra running or trail running. I would say getting the mileage mm -hmm. because I made a pretty big jump in the beginning. I had only did a half marathon before. And Wait. I was sitting on the couch and was like, huh, <laughs> one of the is an ultra marathon. And decided to sign up for a series of them in Moab. That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> About died, but... <laughs> Had the time of my life out there. Awesome. Met some great people and an awesome community. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh, wow. It is muddy. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Messing up those pretty shoes. Good thing I got a couple pairs of these. <laughs> For times like this. Right? <laughs> I know. I like, I love and hate it when I, you know, get a new pair and I go out on the trail and immediately muddy them up. Luckily we got some snow too to help clean them off as we yeah, go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, what type of bottom do they have? Is it pretty aggressive? It's not too aggressive with these. Uh-huh. Um, with the GS series, it's more for not smooth terrain, but you can do some technical stuff and nothing too, too crazy. Okay. But the SL series will have the more longer lugs okay. and less cushion. But um, the bottom is Michelin made, so it's got some very good traction. Oh, really? Like yeah. the tire? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. How did that uh, <laughs> come about? <laughs> How do you get tire rubber on the bottom of running shoes? Um, I guess with the <laughs> partnership they have with them. Okay. Yeah, they decided to do all the uh, outsoles for Speedland. So, which will help with the durability and the comfort and wow. the traction. And so you can uh, you can really say like you're rolling on the trails. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's been times where like, oh my God, he, he doesn't even care about that ice and I'm just gliding on oh, through. Oh, no, I love that. And I'm like, yeah, there's a car tire on me, baby. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I run by people and they're like, whoa. Like, how is she doing that? And they're like tiptoeing up yep. you know, <laughs> on the ice. <laughs> so I would like to hear a little bit more, if you don't mind sharing, about growing up in Illinois and maybe some of the struggles that you experienced as a young youth. Or... That's a grew up. Well, it was a little small town. Now it's grown and popping, but really, oh yeah. <laughs> University went Division One, and 
town just boomed. What town is it? It's a little town called Eversville, Illinois. Okay. Oh. And when I lived there, it was a population of maybe 15,000. Okay. Cornfields oh, yeah, everywhere. Tiny. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> just your typical country Midwestern town. Uh-huh. And, um, we had moved from a town called Fairview Heights, which is a little bit closer to East St. Louis, Illinois, because the uh, neighborhoods were just getting so, so bad over in that area. Really? Because crime was just leaking further and further over as the years went on. And um, so moved us to that town, great school district. But um, we were the only blacks in the area for a while. So we caught some hell. I'm sorry. And uh, police called on us when we were having barbecues. And oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Just a little petty stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, growing up there wasn't too, too crazy when I was young. But mm -hmm. as I got older, I kind of realized the racial segregation that was going on in the area. Mm -hmm. Not even that, like even in my high school. <laughs> So I was like, oh, yeah. we were just too young to even realize what was going on, but this was bad. Yeah. Definitely remember being a kid. I still didn't really understand. I was like, hey, let's hang out. Like call one of your friends up yeah. when you were a kid. And like, oh, my parents said I can't because you're black or something like that. What? Oh yeah. Oh and I, I didn't understand it at first, but getting older, I'm like, wow. They actually said that? Oh yeah. Oh my God. So at school we could be friends, but right. outside, oh no. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's horrible. So growing up and seeing how a lot of the same things just really haven't changed in that area. Yeah. Kind of makes me happy I got out. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was more of a short distance athlete when I was okay. living out there. Like track and track, did football, you, uh -huh. basketball. What position did you play in football? I was a little bit of everything. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of like what Taysom Hill well, does. Well, in a for... town with 15,000 people, I imagine your well, school wasn't very big. Well, as I got older, the town grew. Oh, okay. So I graduated with about seven or 800 people. Oh, what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it Yeah, grew... we went through a huge change. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I had like 350. Oof. I thought that was big. Oh, no, yeah, there was about 3,000, 4,000 kids in my high school. Wow. Yeah, so our town went from uh, that to about 30 to 40,000 by the time I graduated. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, um, played a little bit of everything. I was like a slot back, running back, receiver, linebacker, DB. Uh -huh. Uh, basketball, I was a swing position, like point guard, shooting guard, okay. small forward, because I was a little bit thicker at the time. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, track, as I said, I was a hurdler. Cool. And coach would pick on me every now and then and throw me in the four by four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mine would do that with the 800. Uh, throw me in the four by eight. Oh, I Woo. could. Goodness. Yeah. More power to you guys. That's no. eight. <laughs> I mean, I liked the 16 and 3200, but they kept wanting me to do the eight. Oh, no, that's an all out sprint for two laps. I'm good on that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> Ooh. And Illinois has some crazy track athletes. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, having to deal with the St. Louis area and Peoria area and Chicago area uh -huh. is rough. Oh, man. And there's a lot of talent in that southern Illinois area that a lot of people don't realize. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of so, great athletes in the NFL and cool. NBA and cool. MLS or Euro Leagues. <laughs> awesome. Do you watch sports? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if I'm not watching running documentaries <laughs> right. on YouTube. Soon you'll be able to watch ours. Yes. <laughs> um, usually watching the games and talking to my dad while it's going on. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we're both complaining about the same things. Uh -huh. That's fun. <laughs> Just like we would be if we were still at home. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when you're in sports as a child, it really helps build discipline and teaches perseverance. Yes, self-control. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. I actually didn't get to start sports until I was 16. Ooh, <laughs> I know. Very late bloomer. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And look at you now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were just saving the knees, unlike <laughs> the rest of us. <laughs> I don't know. No. I've been running a long time now. <laughs> yeah, I think. So, you run for a group, right? Do you run for like a local group called? Uh, black men running or? Uh, so I'm still affiliated with them a little bit. Okay. Here and there. Uh, they're mainly out of Denver. Oh, they're out of Denver. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it was founded in 2013 in Atlanta. Okay. To help black men with health and stereotypical issues that were going on in the world in America. Because mm -hmm. uh, black men have a higher death rate and a lower death age than most races in the world. Just because of our diet and mm -hmm. we don't get out and exercise like this ever. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a help with the safetyness and camaraderie and the feeling of brotherhood. Yeah. While you have That's out there while you're exercising or walk, doing whatever you want to do to get out there. That's so cool. Are you still running with them? Are um, you still? So I'm more running with the trail and ultra group that we had started up. Okay. So we know that there's a lot of black men on the road now, right. but not yeah. many on the trail still. Cool. Very cool. So we're trying to spread a little bit more awareness to the fun and the positiveness and the longevity on the trails. Right. Yes. Because <laughs> the roads will beat you up. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Every time I try to run a half on the road, my knees and yeah. hips just feel it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, this is a short race, but I'm beat up. <laughs> oh, but those short ones are hard. Yeah. Every distance is hard if you're giving it your all. So we'll go down here. We're just gonna go down here. Oh, someone. And then we'll head up. sailing up there. Oh yeah, paragliding. Yeah. Yeah. They do it off of, there's like a flag up here on, um, like if you're going up section 16. Yeah. Um, and 
instead of like heading to the right, like where you almost summit, um, if you went left, there's like this flag and that's where they jump off. Too extreme for me, but I'll wash them down here and cheer them on. I I, I tandemed one time in uh, uh, Korea. Uh, it was I kind of got like motion sickness. Um, I can see that because it kind of just rocking they, up well, there. Well, yeah, and they like to get the to stay up. They have to find pockets of warm air or something like that, and yeah, so they like search for it. <laughs> and sometimes they like do this like sort you know turning thing like where they're just going in circles yeah oh i did not like that <laughs> no thank you i'm okay on that yeah believe it or not i'm afraid of heights so. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> hence one reason why i will never do any of the you're right ultras what <laughs> You're not, it's not like you can tell you're up that high. Oh, when I you paced know? it last year, I was throwing a fit. Really? <laughs> That's funny. I was like, dude, you got me out here. Who'd you pace? Uh, Brandon Stone. Okay, I don't know. And um, he had to drop early due to stomach issues. Okay. And then I paced a guy from Canada named Francis Picard. Okay. Yeah, real oh. cool guy. Me and him are like best buddies now. <laughs> uh, that is one thing that I love about like our sport is that if you end up running with someone for a good part of your race or if you end up pacing someone, like you become friends for life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we spent one o'clock in the morning through six o'clock in the morning. Yeah in the middle of your a oh my goodness right it's going like a, through it i think that's it because you're going through it and you're at your most one of your most vulnerable states yeah and because of that like the bond is strong <laughs> you know and I know he was going through it because that was day two of that race. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, for the 50? A uh, hundred mile. Oh, yeah. Man, I did the 50. Oof. And so for most of that race, I was in third. And then, I don't know, with maybe 17-ish. Watch your head. Oh, yeah. 17-ish <laughs> <laughs> um, miles to go. Somewhere around there. I passed second place female and then just finished in second Oof. but it was brutal um, and i don't know if you guys have seen her calves but she has the calves made for that race <laughs> <laughs> thank you it's like they made that race because they knew she was coming <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's partly genetic i mean of course if i didn't run they would probably be a little bit smaller <laughs> but my dad he's peruvian or he was peruvian and his uh he's short and stocky oh, so it's naturally <laughs> thick and, yeah yep <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm just the female version of him and <laughs> yeah, my family's a bunch of cajuns and southerners so i was uh -huh. born naturally thick yeah so yeah i know people are like how do you tell me what you do <laughs> some of it you can't really train for 
It's just genetics. Right. <laughs> I know people are like, how do you get your legs that thick? I was like, cornbread, <laughs> greens, yeah. mac and cheese, good old southern fried chicken. <laughs> but since you are in the culinary business, um, how has that kind of changed the way you like look at food and it's definitely changed my diet a lot. Uh-huh. I love cooking it for people and love seeing how they enjoy it. But I know there's some things specifically I personally won't eat. Sure. Like when it comes to pork, I'll, I used to love bacon. Me too. <laughs> I don't eat pork. <laughs> it was such a struggle to put it down. <laughs> but after realizing the effects and how it makes you feel. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, I guess I don't really need it. Right. There's other sources of protein. For sure. <laughs> Every now and then. What's I'll... your favorite? Like, what's your favorite source of protein? Ooh. I, I gonna, I'd have to say anything bird related. Bird? Turkey. Uh-huh. Chicken. Yeah. Even duck. Oh, nice. Um. So did you go to school for... Or have you learned all I just by doing? Picked it up on the go. Yeah. Um, before I moved here, I was a performance coach and bartended on the side. Okay. So I was always involved with the restaurant industry. But uh, once I moved here, I was like, you know what? I don't really want to do bartending anymore. Uh huh. I wonder how it feels to cook. Yeah. How so, do you like it? Oh, I love it. Yeah. There's some days it can get stressful, especially when you're just rocking all day. Yeah. Do you have any, like, long-term goals as far as your occupation? Um, it would be nice to open up a restaurant out here. Yeah. Because there's some good places, but not many. Uh-huh. <laughs> so options are very well. slim. Sloppy. This was the old landfill. Okay, this was the old landfill. Yeah. So not the entire Red Rocks. They call that garbage hill on Strava. <laughs> I don't know if that's the official name. Look at that. That's where we were. Well, we are kind of coming to the end of our run. Um, I feel like we've gotten to know you a little bit better. Um, I'm personally inspired by you. I love what you're doing, how you're trying to impact others in the community in a positive way. Thank you again for joining. Look forward to sharing more in the future. This is Beyond the Trail Podcast, signing out.